Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate with Howard Drukarsh. For those that don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders of the largest independent real estate brokerage in Canada with over 5,500 agents. I've also been on the board of directors of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, the board of directors of the Real Estate Council of Ontario, the regulator, and I sit on the board of the company I co-founded. If you want to know more about me, our first episode called Intro, it's our only audio episode, the rest on YouTube or audio and video, will tell you about my career and how I ended up here. Uh, one of the things about my career is over the time that I was active in the company, I had a role which was involved with not only managing a broker of record and president at different times, but also recruiting and hiring people. And over the time I was active, I hired over a thousand agents, both people transferring and new. So that's, that's about me. But now about our guest. We are delighted to have our guest today from uh, Florida. It's Maya Vander, and you may know uh, you may know Maya from Selling Sunset, which is on Netflix. Um, it's an incredibly popular show. We're delighted that Maya's here. So uh, Maya, thank you for joining us. And I know how busy you are. We're going to have a short interview, but I hope you'll find it interesting. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And so again, for, I've been running around and late and the reason I'm busy, it's, you know, it's 5 p.m. almost here and it's like the kids, you know, the kids schedule. It's like bat and getting getting ready to bed. So it's hectic, but I'm happy and thank you for having me. Well, I've had two kids and I was within, in real estate with kids. I completely understand. That's why we're going to cut it short. So you only have to worry about 20 minutes. Um, one of the questions I like to ask people about uh, people in real estate is, were, were there any entrepreneurs in your family? Like, like, what triggered the idea you wanted to do this? You know, my dad was doing a little bit of real estate back in Holland, he's Dutch, but not as a developer. He wasn't like some developer guy, he just owned and flipped a couple of places a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is very independent and she had her own business. So I would say probably my mom inspired me to be more uh, entrepreneur. Okay. And and what, what was it that got you to choose real estate? Actually, my mom told me, like, why don't you go study real estate? Why don't you be an agent? And I was like, you know what? I was in sales anyway. So I'm like, if I'm selling something, why don't I try to sell something bigger with bigger commission? Perfect. So I took the course and... Here I am. Here you are. And, and of course, the last question, which is the one that relates to the show, how did you end up on Selling Sunset from being a real estate agent? So, yeah, Jason, you know, he opened his office a couple of years ago in LA. He recruited uh, me as an agent. I was the first agent. Oh. Then the other girls joined. Um, and then the producer saw a billboard on Sunset Plaza with all of us, group picture. And he approached Jason. He's like, hey, that's a good looking group of people. Let's do a show. And that's how I ended up in Selling Sunset. Jason, by the way, first declined. He did not want to be on a real estate show, reality show. And then the producers approached him again and again. And long story short, we shot a demo. Then we shot a pilot. And then it ended up in, on Netflix. And what you what, what, episode, uh, what season is this coming up? Is this two or more? We're going to start filming soon, season four and five. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been around for a while. And you know that I, I listen. The other people are in LA, but for you to conduct business from LA uh, when your your market's in Florida, do you have anybody helping you when you're away? Yeah, so you know it's been tough because I've been my I was doing real estate most of my technically career in LA, and then we moved to Miami, and then the show got picked up. So I was kind of like in between, which is tough because I always think we should focus on one market, one area. Um, I do. I'm going to try to get obviously listings because we're going to film again. But yes, I'm going to probably give uh, the call listing to Davina from the show to help me uh, do the showings and inspection or whatever I need to do if I have clients in LA. 
because I just can't fly and be there all the time present. And I rather focus on Miami. It's a great market and I live here now. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do have help in LA if I need to. Okay. Um, in terms of getting into the real estate business from a sales business, what were the biggest challenges for you? I think getting clients is the hardest part. I mean, how do you find sellers? How do you find buyers? And I feel like it's still a struggle, even as an experienced agent, um, to get those clients, to build that loyalty and and the trust. So that's, I think, the most challenging thing in real estate. Once you have the clients, sure, you have transactions. They can be complicated, as you know, you've been doing real estate. But the clients are the toughest to find. So I think that's the most uh, hard part in, in the business. And, you know, I, I, when, I, uh, when I used to interview people interested in getting into the business, one of the things I said was the ultimate goal when you're in real estate is a referral business. Because when, when you've served clients and they're happy, not only do they recommend you to other people, but they come back to you. But you don't get a referral business the first week or the first year, right? You build it. takes it. time. Yeah. You know, only now I'm starting to get a little bit of referrals from Miami clients because I moved here four years ago and I was new to real estate in Miami. So those clients that I worked with, it takes me time to build my business in Miami. It's basically I'm starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. And then to refer me in LA, people in LA know I'm in Miami, so they're not even going to refer me in LA. So it's kind of like I kind of got screwed a little bit by moving um, to Miami, but I built a great business here. And to your point, the referral takes time. And you have to prove yourself. You have to show credibility that you know what you do and what you're talking about. Uh, build, again, trust with people. And it just takes time. And you know, I, I, nothing is easy. Nothing is easy. Nothing, nothing worthwhile is easy. Um, I, I listen to other podcasts, and and one of the podcasts I was listening to real, recently said, when you when you have a client, you just don't want a happy client. You want a fan. In other words, you want to do what you can so that person is out there saying Maya was the best agent, helped me work so hard. I know in in um, in the bio you sent how you work basically as hard as you need to to, to be successful days evenings whenever and and fortunately you, you have a partner who can help you with your kids so you know it, you can balance it a bit but the real estate business is demanding without a doubt would you agree 100 percent. i can tell you every night instead of just relaxing on the couch and watching tv with my husband i put the kids to bed at 7 p.m and i i, I work i have to do my follow-ups i have to check the inventory i have to stay on top of things that might you know, I don't want him to slip through the crack. So I work really hard. I do showings all the time. I'm trying to cut down a little bit on the weekends and, you know, dedicate time for my family because I want to be with my kids. I don't want to be always like going crazy and running around with buyers or, or whatever. That's why I think it's amazing to have listings, but it's not easy to find listings. So, you know, it, it, real estate is very demanding and clients are expecting you to be responsive right away. And, I'm usually very responsive, but here my client just texted me like three hours ago and I haven't even texted her back because I, I was with showings nonstop. So, you know, hopefully clients can understand that I'm also a mother and I have also my family. Yeah. But I always let my clients know that they can reach out to me at any time, whether if it's Friday at 9, 10 p.m. or Sunday at 8 a.m. I'm pretty much responsive and available. And that's the way you grow your business. I mean, uh, I've been in uh, um, on clubhouse and rooms where people are talking about um, a work-life balance. If you're in real estate, there's no work-life balance. Well, maybe when you retire, but people in it, I, I you know, I, 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 I can see with you, you do this business because you're passionate about it, because you enjoy it. It's you, you don't do it. Of course, it's profitable or can be. 
but it's not an easy business. And to succeed, you really have to be passionate. You have to enjoy it, right? Yeah, and you know, to, yeah, like I, I love I love real estate. Sure, I love the commission check. I think it pays really well once it's consistent. But there are also a lot of downtime with real estate that it, maybe the market is weak and your clients, they don't want to buy. Now they want to rent. So it's a, lot, it's a <laughs> lot of like roller coasters, as I'm sure you know. Very well. And some days I hate that business, but yeah. some days I love that business. So, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm invested so much in real estate. I've been doing it for eight years. So for me to just quit and give up, I, I just can't. I won't feel good about myself. And I feel like I know what I'm doing and I, I'm knowledgeable and I, I learn every time. Every transaction is a learning point for me. So I am passionate about it. I think passion is key for any successful um, story in, in any career, right? You want to be passionate about what you do. You want to be happy and wake up to what you do. For sure. And, you know, I remember with one of my clients, uh, they were here from the States, then they moved back, and then they came back again. And I remember I was out uh, showing them something, and he said, you know, Howard, I don't remember the details about when we worked with you, but I just remember it was comfortable. And I think, Maya, that's got to be the same thing. No one's going to remember everything, you, you, you know, all the numbers on the sale or the purchase, but if they remember it was good to work with you, that's the goal, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And I want to, you know, and I... I, I tend to leave decent impression on my clients. Uh, they come back to me. Mm-hmm. And, and now to a point like the referral are starting to turn around a little bit in Miami. So that means I did my job and they're happy. And all I can ask is loyalty in this business because we don't charge by the hour. So It's funny. That's actually one of, my, one of the questions I ask people is how important is loyalty? And I think you just answered it. It's everything. It's everything. And I had clients that were not loyal to me. I found out they either bought or did other stuff with other agents. You know, it happens. I try to not take it personal anymore. And I just try to move on and know that there are other happy clients that will want to give me the business. So I learned to not um, dwell on over it too long. Yeah, and the longer Maybe I'm, I'm upset for a couple of days, but not months. And you know, the longer you're in the business, the easier it is to turn off that because you just look for the next next client. It's never personal. Exactly. It yeah, just, and that's okay. my attitude, you know, yeah. um, Howard. Like, I'm not like going to like see and say, oh, why did it not buy to me? I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to have, have another sale. It's fine. And I kind of like move on from that. That's a, that's the only way to survive this business. And and everybody gets it. I mean, every you know, uh, I, I, I again, and when in my career with new people, I would tell people, don't be surprised if relatives, yeah. friends, people who know you don't don't use you because they know you know nothing, right? And I can tell you that right. actually I never got a single transaction from any friends right. of mine. But, but no, nothing. But, and it's funny because first they tell you when you started, they said, "Oh, go to your sphere of influence, go to your friends and network." I did Zillow, and I I doing really well with Zillow with people I never met in my life. Most of my transaction in Miami, frankly, I was Zillow Zillow mm-hmm. clients. Well, well, the thing the thing about uh, new people is the only way they'll get business is not to ask their friends and relatives, but to say, do you know anybody else? Because they'll want you to be successful, so they'll try to refer you. But, you know, you have the same experience, everyone. I, I had the same when I started, and I learned to accept it. And then as I became more experienced, in my case, I realized I was a really good agent, and I don't want them to get burned by someone else, right? What's, exactly. What's, what's the best thing that people who work with you or know you would say about you? I would say, you know, I really care for my clients and I'm very honest. Yeah. I wouldn't just sell something to a client to sell. I mean, I'm, I'm working with a lot of condos and buildings here in Miami. 
And I know a lot about those condos and what's their pros and cons. So I always tell my client, listen, I love the building, but the elevator suck. You know, the pool, I mean, there is that building is terrible because you can do short term and you're going to have a bad crowd. So I'm very honest with my clients. I'm like, this unit, it's a great building, but you're not going to get views. So I think honesty, like I'm very honest and I'm not trying to put, to be too pushy for a sale. Think- Actually, I'm working with a client from Canada right now and I looked for property for him. And one unit was a beautiful, I mean, one house was beautiful, but the street was really kind of like sketchy. Mm-hmm. And I told him, look, I love the house. I just, I'm not feeling good about the street. So we 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 didn't even, you know, move forward with the transaction because I just couldn't um, stand the fact that he's going to close the house from Canada. He never sees the area. And then he mm-hmm. comes and he's like, what is this? I wanted to, I want my clients to be happy. And I think they will appreciate the fact that I'm very honest and I'm not trying to, I'm not that hungry for the commission. Of course, I'm hungry for money, but I mean, not hungry, but you know, I want to make money, but not in every, well, not, 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 I don't like to bullshit my clients, basically. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought up the word bullshit because, you know, as an agent and particularly because you're known from uh, the, you know, the program, how, how, what's your, what's your bullshit meter? How can you tell if someone's not being honest with you? What, what do you use to determine that? I always say, don't bullshit the bullshitter. <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say like I'm genius, but I'm pretty smart. You can yeah. tell if people are like okay. trying to to bullshit around. I, just, I think I have just good sense. And one of the things, uh, you listen, if for me, for you, for anybody in real estate, I think the greatest skill, the most important skill that is, is to qualify people. Like you don't have, you only have so many hours. You want to be with your family. You want to be with your kids. You want, and you don't want to be going out with people who aren't motivated. Either they need to buy, they can afford to buy, or they need to sell. If you don't have qualified clients, the business will drive you nuts. And that, that was where I you know what? And, I'm, and in the beginning of my business, I was, I was very nice. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And I took them, you know, out and all that. And sometimes I can tell by the conversation um, if they are, if you know if, if they have a good job i can tell sometimes with the way they talk but you know i got like let's say uh, a client called me the other day he's like yeah i want to tour this property i'm like okay are you qualified you know if what's what's your status with financing he's like oh you know no i just want to tour it so i'm like listen i'm like it's a very hot market and if you're qualified and you know what you want and you're ready to pull the trigger i'm happy to show you around otherwise i'm not a tour guide and i was like literally saying that and I was like laughing because I was trying to be nice saying that, but I can't just like take clients out unless I know that they have some potential or I'm not expecting them to buy tomorrow, but at least if they know, yeah, I can put 20% down. I'm looking to move into three to six months. Then I'll do that. Um, but at least if they have some answers for me and uh, that's how I try to qualify them. Like, you know, another day, another a classic example of a client, we're asking for proof of funds. They didn't want to share and I told him, listen, in this market, we we need we're working with qualified ready buyers. It's a matter of building trust. I get it that it might be too soon, but we need to to have that trust to, to know that you are qualified to buy. And, and some some of the agent requested to show proof of funds in this market because they don't want to waste their time. So I think it's legitimate to ask your client that in a gentle way and hope that they will share it or at least you know be responsive with their answer and you kind of like try to to listen if someone never talked to a lender they will not tell you oh, yeah, i'm qualified to put 20 percent down they have no clue so it's um 
It's important to ask the right questions. And it's the same everywhere. It's the same in Toronto. It's the same in Dallas. It's the same in Miami. You, you're not going to go out with a client if they say, you know, my, I can afford a million. And, and they, they have no reason. That's just they, they guessed, right, without going, without going to a lender. Yeah. So if you hear my son crying in the background, he wants to get into the office. And... Okay. Well, we're, we're going to wrap <laughs> um, it up in a few minutes. I don't and, want to. And that's that. the thing. It's like. You know, people that buy, they, they do in loan, they do in financing. If they buy in a condo, they have HOA fees, they have property taxes. Those costs, they have no clue that they have to calculate to their mortgage payment. It's very important to be honest with your client, let them know what to expect, and just ask the right questions. Are you qualified? How much you want to put down? Are you, do you know that the property taxes are 2% from purchase price? Because they have no clue. Right. So educate your client or potential buyers. And know if they can even afford it and tell them, listen, I'll have to take you out, but let's work with what, what's your budget. So please talk to your lender so we have a better understanding for your budget. I think it's a very important question. And I wish I would ask all this question in the beginning of my career instead of wasting time with people because I wasted a lot of time. Everybody does it the same way. They're so happy to get a client. They're going to run around with anybody. I know. Exactly. Everybody are a buyer. Right? Every, everybody. Everybody likes to look at houses and condos. What, yeah. what about this? What's the price range that you work in in, uh, in your market? I can hear I can hear an unhappy. You can hear them now. The other one is crying. <laughs> okay, I, I told you we'd do a short twenty minutes. We got three minutes to go. If you can hang on for three minutes, okay. If you so, guys can bury the crying, then no, I'm good. Listen, my kids. I, one kid is thirty. My kids are way past that, so I'm fine. On the other hand, Adam's got a two-year-old, so he's he's right yeah, in the middle of it. Yeah, I have a two-year-old. Terrible twos. He knows. Okay, <laughs> he knows all about it. What about the price range? If someone's interested in contacting you, what's the price range you work in? You know, so I try. So here's the thing with Miami. Unfortunately, there are a lot of condos that are three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. They're lower price point, and I sell those too. Uh, I work with someone. Someone technically, I'm trying to establish my own group, so I have one that I can refer those clients to her too. But I deal with those transactions occasionally. But I would love to stay obviously five hundred thousand dollar and up, obviously like to no limit, um, because I do sell high end stuff, but also sell. Lower price point, 500, 600, 700. Uh, those are the average price point in Miami for condos. So, you know, for me, every transaction is money and every client could be a potential for a different client. So you never know. And I usually try to, if I can take, take it and, and deal with it with my capacity, with obviously the kids and my other work, with clients, then I'll, I'll take even lower price point. Well, so it really depends. And there's more volume in the 500 range than there is in the million plus. They sell very fast, you know, yeah. usually. Um, and, you know, like those higher, higher condo, like the, the five, six million dollars, they don't sell as fast. Right. Um, maybe now in this market, everything sells very quickly. But in a dry market... Most likely, they will stay longer days on the market. And the other thing I remember when I used to sell the higher-end homes, those are very um, challenging buyers. They, 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 they are not the easiest to deal with, in my opinion. But then I guess it depends on who you've dealt with. When, when you were selling in L.A., what was the price point you sold there? So in L.A., every teardown is 1.5. So that was technically my minimum starting point in L.A. Here and there are condos, but yeah. mostly 1.5 and up, 2, 3, 4 million, yeah. 5 million. Um, so that, that, that's, that was a higher price point. Look, granted Miami has an amazing expensive homes too. I just tap into those markets as well yeah. to the more higher price point. Right. But it takes time. I'm still new here relatively. I don't have a huge network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have the show now, so hopefully that will help, but 
It's just trying to build my business here for more higher price points. Okay. Uh, what, a couple more questions before your, your kids kill each other. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's going on over there? Right. Do you, how, do you use social media very much to promote yourself? I've seen you, but how important is that? You, you know, I, so I think it's very important to promote your um, real estate in social media. In my case, it's a little bit different because uh, we have a lot of other opportunities from selling Sunset, meaning endorsements and all that. So mm. I try to just do more family and lifestyle in my social media and I do the real estate stuff in stories. Mm-hmm. I have my LinkedIn, I have my Facebook that I need to be more on top of it. I think, you know, people Google you, you want to be present. Okay. All right. I'm going to stick to the 20 minutes. Last question. Uh, what do you consider to be the most important thing you've learned in your real estate career? Gosh, you know, again, talking about trying to really focus on the on the people who are willing to do business with you mm-hmm. um, and narrow down those buyers. I think also knowing the market, price per square foot, being knowledgeable because the buyers and the, the sellers, they are very savvy. They go online. Everything is right there. They know a lot of information. So you want to try to add some value to your client as well. I feel like also not just focus on the transaction and be done. Yeah, do the transaction, but be resourceful. You know, if they need a painter or if they need some referral or whatever, give those referrals. Like try to be kind of like a source for their needs. Right. And I and I suppose if, I don't know, I, I suppose a lot of the business that goes to South Florida, Miami, are people moving from outside of Florida, right? And they don't know. Don't yeah. know anybody. And if you can supply them with all those resources, then it's another reason for them to become a fan, not just, a, you know, happy about the agent. So smart. Good exactly. Move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We did two minutes extra, but thanks for the time. That's I, okay. I'm pl- so sorry. I'm no. first of all, I'm sorry I'm late. That's fine. Um, and I'm sorry that I had to cut you short. I just want to still do the interview. I love it. Thank but, you. Yeah. All right. So why don't we do this? Hopefully there'll be a time in the future where we can meet again. We'll talk about your market. Uh, we'll talk about your career again. And uh, I, I appreciate the time. Wish you all the best on the next season. Wish you all the best when your kids get a hold of you in a couple minutes. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Maya. All the best. Thank you. Stay safe. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank Maya Vander and you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. And follow us on your favorite podcast network or on our YouTube channel. And please tell your friends about us. And to reach us, you can do it two ways. One, you can reach us by email at info at rewithhd.com or on our website, rewithhd.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.